please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Saturday, October 24th, 2020. Episode 6. Back to Europe we go. Welcome to episode number 6. I hope you all had a great weekend. We're able to... Enjoy the beautiful weather that Mother Nature had presented us. Um, I apologize in the delay of getting this episode out. I had plans to get this out as soon as Thursday night or even Friday morning. And unfortunately, yesterday on Friday, I happened to get into a car accident. And it was an unexpected plan. Kind of dampered some things. All parties are fine. Nobody's injured. Uh... Cars are replaceable, humans are not, so I'm glad to be here as well as the other drivers. And unfortunately, it was just a sticky situation where I was hitting somebody in three different directions in a parking lot because they crammed spaces. You had a worker coming at me with shopping carts, and then you had a car coming down the other lane as it's two aisles, and two cars could fit in a lane. And fortunately, I just turned a little bit too close to another car and skimmed his back bumper and his car's fine looks like he just needs a detail but my car kind of got a little wrecked so i'm gonna have to get that fixed but all is well as i said cars are replaceable humans are not but aside from that let's get on to today's show because this isn't about my personal life but Again, apologize for the delay in this for anyone that's following the show, but today's topics include discussing our fifth English Premier League game against Manchester City, which we lost one nothing, as well as our first Europa League game of the season against Rapid Vienna, which we won 2-1. to So let's dive into this. So, Arsenal versus Manchester City, we were playing away from home at the Etihad. And we pretty much started the lineup with... Leno and Nett, Bellerin back right, Holding was supposed to play, but he got claimed injured during the warm-ups, and he's still injured to date. Um, for Well, we had to bring in Dava Luiz for him and make some adjustments. We had Gabriel playing on the left center back, and we had Tierney as the left back. And then we had Saka playing on that left mid, Shaka in the middle, and Ceballos looked like he was on the right. But I think we switched it up to wing backs because initially we were starting with a 4-3-3, but because we had to bring in Luis, I don't think he fits in a back four. He's better to be that main sweeper back, so then we pushed up Tierney to be the left wing back and Bellerin to be the right wing back. But then, as I said, we had in the middle Zaka, Shaka, Ceballos, and then we had William playing that right wing. Um, we had Aubameyang on the left wing, and it looks like we played Pep up top. Or did we have William up top? I don't know. Honestly, now we've been getting into a system where everyone's interchanging from time to time. And, yeah, so, let's get into the match facts. Uh, in the first minute... Mares, uh blasted a curler from outside the 18-yard box, but the attempt was too wide. Um, basically what happened in this scenario was Danny Ceballos needs to track back as he was sucked out wide. He's supposed to be in the center mid-roll if he's playing that fourth 
or three four three roll, right? Supposed to be in the center with Shaka. He got pulled out wide, and Mares was able to scoop into the middle area where he was sucked from and get a chance on goal. You know, you just have to be able to track back and realize, like, look, no one's gonna be as dangerous on the touch line. About to go out of bounds as opposed to somebody that's uh cutting into the middle you know I, I mean that's the way i've always been taught about it if someone's on the outside you never give them the middle let them keep taking that lane because how much are you going to do between yourself and the goal and you're in the middle lane where he can really go plus that gives you a better opportunity to actually stop the cross but once we got to the 11th minute of the game there was Good job from Gabriel to stop Aguero's cross on the six-yard box. If he wasn't there, it would have been an easy tap-in for Foden or Sterling to get on the end of that. Uh, in the 14th minute, we had great tracking back from Saka. So our guys were working hard, right? We we were committed. We were putting in the effort, the work. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we just couldn't really come up with too many opportunities. And in the 15th minute, Shaka had a great block against Sterling, which was a shot from the outside of the 18-yard box. If that was on goal, you never know. He's got a great shot. It could even finesse it, or it looked like that one's being taken with power. So you never know what might happen in that scenario. So great to get his body on the line and block it with his leg. In the 20th minute, we really had uh, our first real chance, which was created on the left side, where we had Bukayo Saka, who crossed the ball into the middle, and unfortunately what happened in that scenario was Bellerin committed a fail on Foden because he jumped up and had his arms all over his back and pretty much tried getting on his back like he was a horse or something or a donkey. You know, you'd... You don't do that. You're going to get the foul. And the guy is going to be smart enough to know that hands are on his back and he's just going to fall. And that's what causes the ref to see an opportunity to give and award the foul to the opposing team. So we have to be a little bit more conscientious. But moments later, unfortunately, City came in with a goal from Foden. So basic, or I'm sorry, from Sterling. Foden took a shot, which was a deflection that came out for Sterling to tap it in to be one nothing. Uh, all this pretty much came from David Luiz committing to steal the ball at the half or center of the pitch. And he tried taking it from Sterling in the opponent's defensive third, like I said, and he only got a tap of the ball, in which case it kind of went straight to their player, which they were able to break down our defense through a switch as we were sucked into their half on a fast counterattack. And we were just too narrow, especially with Bellerin trying to get the ball out from Foda in that situation because Aguero was able to just make an easy turnaround, tap the ball out wide to him, and yeah. Pretty much got the opportunity for him to get a shot. And because of how hard the shot was taken, Leno can't really hold that ball. Deflection could come out, so it came out to the middle. And BAM! Sterling scores for one nothing. In the 25th minute, we had Saka created a chance after drilling through defenders where Ceballos was able to find space behind their defense on a one-touch ball out to Saka, and it looked amazing. I mean, we were still creating opportunities. Like I said, it's just that some of them were, unfortunately, not as lethal as we would like them to be, or just silly fail was committed, or literally there was just a block always happening. Um, in the 26th minute, we had another opportunity where the ball came in for Pep to take a header, but that was 
way off target. When you were watching the game live, uh, look great. It looked like it was pretty close, but as soon as the replay came up, you were like, that's about six to eight yards away from near the goalpost that he was trying to hit towards. So, yeah, unfortunate, but we were still creating some chances. In the 27th minute, we had a big save from Leno. It was a good job on Gabriel to get a touch on the rebound because after the ball came out, he wasn't able to really collect and receive the ball and hold it. And so the deflection came out, and a chance was presented to Mares, I believe it was, or Aguero, and because Gabriel was standing right there, the ball came off him and went outside as a rebound for a corner. In the 34th minute, we had another great save from Leno. He came from his line very fast on this opportunity. Foden was able to, uh, was wide open for a ball from Aguero to lead him, and this opportunity came from Gabriel giving up the ball moments before uh, with the out of the back by attempting it to get to Sokka, and it just didn't work out for us, and we got caught because all our players are working to receive the ball and play out of the back, and they were all kind of in their positions, and it looks like we typically like to get ourselves prepared on both sides of the corner, and for whatever reason, it just kind of forced the ball in that scenario, and it just didn't pan out as well, but... Great save from Leno and great awareness to get off his line as fast as possible. In the 35th minute, moments later, we had another good stop from Shaka. And he was able to actually draw a fail shortly after that as he was able to try and dribble around some players. And unfortunately, just tackled him from behind. And they committed a fail and he was able to receive the ball and be on his way. Um, in the 39th minute, we did have another great opportunity from the left-hand side. It was between Saka, Tierney, and Aubameyang who got involved, where Saka laid the ball off to Tierney, then Saka laid the ball off to Abba, and he was able to go into the middle to find space on the outside of the 18-yard box, and then Saka, after giving that ball to Aubameyang, was able to run behind the defense and receive the return ball. It was just pretty much between him and Ederson, and Ederson blocked the shot, and there wasn't an offsides either, so great opportunity. Like I said, we were making chances, just unfortunately we weren't really able to finish them. Maybe we have to work on finishing the ball a little well or placing the ball in different areas, but honestly, you can't really judge how well a goalkeeper is going to be with his awareness because just as Leno was able to get off his line fast, Ederson was able to read the game just as well. Then in the 42nd minute, I just wanted to bring this up. I mean, not that I'm upset. The game is over. Uh, we can all agree that VAR is kind of strange, that it doesn't bring back to review plays and calls or anything like that. But in the 42nd minute, Gabriel held the ball in the corner, in which case he had Mares coming up, and he had Aguero come up from behind too. Uh... So what happened was, Gabriel held off Mares from the ball, and when Aguero came over, it looked like Gabriel kicked the ball off him and his leg, and it went out of bounds. Well, Aguero had some complaints about that, and confronted the referee on the right-hand side, which was the woman, uh, sorry, I don't have her name, but the call was made against him, right? And it was a throw-in for us. Well, he tried persuading the ref that it was their ball, and as she walked away, he pulled her back by her left shoulder, uh, kind of the neck area, and... This is just in the official FIFA rulebook. Anytime a player touches a ref, it's a yellow. And if it's around the neck or face or anything like a area like that, that seems lethal. Um, you know, 
it's supposed to be a red card. To not get anything while one of our players could have done that scenario and pretty much got it is unacceptable, especially with VAR in place. It just continues to raise the question of, well, what is VAR good for? Like, I thought this was supposed to get all the plays and calls that the referee wasn't able to catch in real time to give some type of assistance, right? Well, if we're not even getting calls or anything like that, I mean, what's up with that? We don't even look at it. Even the announcers didn't really discuss anything of it. And it's not that I'm trying to seem like uh, I want to win calls or something off of this. or It doesn't really affect me personally. But it's just like, according to the official rule book, if you're trying to persuade people and you touch them, the fact that he just didn't even get like a yellow card or anything for that scenario is just kind of strange. I'm not begging for a red here, right? But... Shouldn't we at least have some type of, I don't know, official law or rule put in place about that? I mean, like it says in the official handbook, you are not supposed to be touching any of those referees, okay? And it's just kind of weird that that happened in that situation. But shortly after that, in the 45th minute plus one, uh, Shaka found a lovely pass behind the defense for Saka to run onto, but Saka's ball was defended well and put out for a corner. Aubameyang was behind Ruben Diaz, who got to the ball first, and the corner was taken, and it looked like a handball against Walker shortly after that, but it looked like even the ball bounced up in Gabriel's hand, so it looked like that could have been a penalty kick scenario, but good job on the middle referee to not let that get out of proportion, because if anything, it could have went against us and gone into our box or something, or just been a free kick right then and there, because it's not a goal opportunity score, or a goal scoring opportunity for the other team lost my thought here but after that the first half ended uh immediately in the 46th minute after the second half had just started a ball game played a great cross into the middle for pep who got a hat on it but it went straight to ederson nothing really too much out of that in the 54th minute a shot came from mares that was saved from leto pretty much went right to him but hey it's great that he was able to get his hands on the ball and not let a deflection come out for somebody else to get on that and possibly tap that in or make something and create a bigger chance than they had from that. In the 67th minute, uh, Saka had a great run dribbling from the center of the field on the left side. He went towards the middle and was failed for a free kick right outside the 18-yard box. It just shows you how much potential and skill he has to go around half of these players and be able to do dribble around players and create a chance or at least win some type of fail for playing so well in that situation but unfortunately David Louis shanked the free kick right after it so now it's just a question of I'm tired of seeing David Louis take these free kicks only for it to either go over the net or nothing really be created and it's not even close to goal you know maybe we should bring back M Pepe he seems to be a free kick specialist William looks like he taking some free kicks and yeah, I mean, there were just other options, and I'm confused why we keep using Luis when he tries to do this knuckleball that just doesn't really work. In the 69th minute, we had our first sub, and that was Lacazette in for William. And then in the 76th minute, uh, Phil Foden found space on the end line and passed the ball to the middle, in which case, David Luis tapped the ball out for a corner. Now, it was a miskick, and 
thankfully it was a missed kick because if he got more of that ball or like hit it directly it would have been an own goal easily it just kind of like barely missed and skimmed the post that it went along and if he had hit it directly because of the way that he was facing towards net and Foden had passed the ball and it was looking like he was trying to score the goal as if he was Aguero in that situation so got lucky in that instance glad it didn't result to two nothing lead for Man City so yeah just have to be a little bit smarter and have more awareness to like not face our bodies towards our own goal and then hit the ball that way you know that's could have been scary and that could have just took all of our motivation to try and tie the game away then the 82nd minute we had a double sub and Enkedia came in for Pepe and it was Partey time he came in for Shaka uh, in the 87th minute, Sterling had a chance where he waited for Bellerin to slide to block any shot, but he held it up, and when he tried playing the ball in the middle, Partey was able to break up that ball, and then Tierney was able to pass it down, get that out of danger from the box. Great play. You know, good to be there. Good thing that Partey was there. I think Shaka would have done the same thing, but who knows, you know? Can't really judge or tell anything about that, but that was pretty much the Man City game. Um... Yeah, just weren't really able to finish our chances we were able to create. It's a good feeling to know that we only lost one nothing, and it was away from home, and this is arguably the second-best team in the English Premier League. So, on to our first game in Europe. For the Europa League, we played against Rapid Vienna, and we won 2-1, and the game was played in Austria at Rapid Vienna. It's a stadium. I didn't get the name of it. I should have looked that up. Apologize. But, yes, we were away from home. And it's good because of the way that the group stages work. If you get goals away from home, the aggregate is more in your favor than scoring goals at home. But it's a group-based thing, so we just got three points from this decision. And if we go over the starting lineup, we pretty much had not... Too many changes, but you could see that there was some rotation. We had Leno still in net. David Luiz was playing in the center of the back. Uh, we had Gabriel playing in the center back. Then we had Kolasinac playing left back, and we had Cedric playing right back. And luckily, we were playing a 3-4-3, so... No, no, I think it was a 4-3-3. I just don't know how long that that actually lasted. No, no. I lied. It was a 3-4-3 because now that I remember as I'm reading the rest of this lineup, we had El Nenny and Partey in the middle. Partey's first start. And we had Saka on that left wing back then. We had Pepe playing right wing, Lacazette playing striker, and Enkedia playing the left wing in for Aubameyang. Now, nothing really happened in the first 10, 12, 13 minutes, but in the 14th minute... Pep had a great awareness to steal the ball, but it was taken out by the defender. Uh, it's just good that he's starting to become more aware and conscientious of when and when not to try and steal the ball and commit himself. Uh, in the 19th minute, Gabriel had a big block, which led to a Leno save. And if, he, if that ball hadn't been blocked, it would have went in for the right uh, rapid Vienna. And, you know, that could have been one nothing down right there immediately. But... Then we get to the uh, 26th minute, and Lacazette instigated the ref, which gave him a yellow card. It's like, in those situations, can you shut up and walk away? You know what's coming. That's that's the situation that should have happened that I just spoke about moments ago. 
with Aguero getting a yell for instigating the ref and touching them. It's like, see, we get it, but those teams don't. I mean, not that I'm trying to compare and contrast ourselves to anybody else, but it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> really? But, yeah, just silly. It's like, why would you get yourself booked that early on in the game, and now you're at risk of, you know, you're on a close-knit string now with the referees. Got your name in his book, and anything that you cause or commit going forward, it's just bad for you. 28th minute, I noticed that Enkedia had given up the ball now five times. Um, that's just unacceptable, but I think a part of it also comes from playing out wide. He's used to receiving the ball in the middle and actually playing the ball out wide for other players to take up and dribble. Um, just silly things, you know? Silly dribbles trying to go past people. Silly passes trying to go people. Uh, just wasn't really working out for him in his favor. It's unfortunate he's turned over the ball that many times, especially against a team like Rapid Vienna. But I will give it to the Austrian team here. They came out, and they were hungry, and they played pretty hard. Um, in the 33rd minute, there was a great play from Partey to nick the ball away. That could have resulted in a goal for the other team. Uh, the 34th minute, uh, uh, there was a debatable yellow, um, you know... I thought that it was not an elbow from Partey, but, I mean, hey, whatever. The ref wants to call it, and that's fine. But then the 37th minute, we got another yellow, and that was for Enkedia. Uh Again, it was debatable. He got the yellow for kicking the ball towards the net, but it's all in one motion. So foul was called, right? or an offsides was called, and because the whistle was blown and the offsides was called, and Kenny was running up on the ball and tried to shoot it still, even after the whistle was blown, I don't really know how he can stop his momentum to not kick the ball at all. So it's like, again, that's a debatable yell. Why do you have to get it? Whatever. But then in the 41st minute, right before the end of the half, Pepe gave the ball away. And it's like, why? Why, why? Would you ever try to pass the ball into your own defensive third, trying to split three players? That never works out. Never pass it in the middle of your own defensive third while attempting to split three players. It's just like, that is silly. Where I'm very glad that nothing resulted out of that, but it's just like, we have to be a little bit more smart and conscientious of where and when we play the ball and how we play it. And it's just like, how, how could we give that up in that instance? It's just like... Why? 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 But that ended the first half. And in the right around the 50th minute of the second half, Rapid Vienna scores 1 0. There was a silly mistake where we were trying to play it out of the back, and Leno just passed it right to an opposing player, and they were able to tap it in off the six yard line because they got a touch on the ball and it's just it, it's silly to commit that type of play if, if you see that there's that many players like i'd rather you have it just kick it out of bounds or something or or just boot it try to get rid of the ball don't don't be playing with it if you see there's too much pressure on you guys i know that the system wants to really rely on playing the ball at the back and sucking in the opposing team to make them push up further and we can try and get them behind on a counter but it's just like with that many bodies around that just kind of felt silly that we even allowed that to happen but you know we have to move on from those mistakes and play we could play but at the 59th minute 
Not even 10 minutes later. Leto did it again. He gave it the ball, but he was able to make a save. And again, it's just too close. Why are... Boot it. Get rid of the ball. We don't need to do this. Like, that just adds so much stress to us fans. And it causes problems for you and your team. And it just, like, makes you lose some type of motivation. Because it's like, why are you giving up these balls like that, you know? But we'll see... What happened from there? The game continues. In the 60th minute, there was a double sub. We brought in Aubameyang for Enkediet, and then we brought in Bellerin to replace Suarez. Uh, in the 70th minute, not even 10 minutes later, uh, we won a free kick from the 40 out, and Pepe took it and basically played the ball beautifully. Beautifully between Louise and the goalkeeper in the air. And nobody just wanted to go out with Louise. He was able to hit the header. Went past the goalie. 1-1. We tied the game. Then, not even three to four minutes later, I haven't said it's the 74th minute. Official match day uh, statistics say thir 73rd minute, but I always try to round it up. We get our second goal. And pretty much it was great vision from El Nenny to Bellerin. Uh, El Nenny was in the middle. He found space where Bellerin could run him behind the defense and pick a hole and split them. And pretty much able to play Bellerin out wide, and Bellerin was able to play it across the six-yard box, and Alba was at the end of it to get rid of that goal-scoring drought and get his name on the scoring list. So, then the 80th minute came up, and Lacazette had an opportunity where Aubameyang was open wide up on the left side of him, and he was... He was wide open because everyone decided to go towards Lacassette where he had three different players around. Whatever reason, he tried to dazzle his way around players, and it just did not work out in his favor. He ended up just kicking the ball out and missing a shot and giving possession away. Could have went up 3-1 there, but, you know, we learn from our mistakes, and we see what happens um, going forward. In the 83rd minute, there was another double sub. We had Willow come in for Lacazette, and then Tierney came in for Saka. Basically wanted to make sure, hey, we're going to win this game, bring in more defensive options, and we'll see what happens. Um, in the 90th minute, plus two, there was a great tackle from Barrelin where it was all ball, and they pretty much had a counterattack on the right side, and he was able to stop where he had three players up against himself, and... Yeah, he just made two great tackles back-to-back. -back. Uh, I mean, outstanding job. If anything, one player that I think in particular that has really stepped up his game, even after all the criticism after his injuries and slowing down and his pace getting slower, Bellerin. Bellerin has been looking solid. Bellerin got himself out of particular plays, even in Man City and other matches that we played this season so far, where... He's able to dazzle his way around three defenders and still make a pass to the middle, and then we're able to create the chance and switch the ball and move forward. I mean, he looks really good this year. And then in the 90th plus third minute, just to kill more time, we had sub Nelson in for Pepe. Like, I mean, I put that in parentheses. Pretty much just killing time there. Um, someone made a video of him and basically... His only play, which he never even touched the ball, was get on the field. The ball was kicked towards the goalie from Tierney, I think. It was like a cross or some type of uh, clearance. And Nelson had ran up to the ball, ran up to the goalie. The goalie received the ball. Well, that was the end of the game. We heard the final whistle blown. So it's unfortunate. I mean, I, lo I love Nelson. I think Nelson's... 
uh, going to look promising. He's looks pretty good to me. I mean, honestly, I think I would have started Nelson over in Ketia as a winger, but maybe Arteta understands that going forward, or maybe something's going on behind closed doors that we don't know uh, with like uh, Arteta and some of the players. But yeah. It was great to get that 2-1 win away from home, build some momentum, and get the three points inside of our group. Now, in conclusion, the loss against Man City was unfortunate. We looked as though we started running out of ideas, like I said, but I don't think that was our official starting 11 going into the season that could make the most impact. I'm proud of the boys for keeping the score where it was. As we will learn from this, and you know, we just have to work hard and push forward. It was a great win against Vienna, like I said, to get ourselves to boost before going into our next game, which is tomorrow against Leicester on Sunday, uh, October 25th, 2020. And you know, just build some confidence. But I just wanted to raise this up. Um, the opponents that we played, Rev Vienna, has a great home record, so it was amazing that we were able to win. The ref was pretty hard on us with fouls and stuff that we were given. Um, the horror moment from Leno was unfortunate, and it's good that we got that, but uh, apparently there's tons of pundits. I mean, I could say it for myself from watching, but Thomas Partey's Europa League debut might have been the best one the Europa League seen in its history. I mean, the guy had 102 touches. He had 83 completed passes. He had a 90.2% pass completion rate. He had won 10 out of 13 duels. He gained possession for us 8 times. He had 5 tackles, 1 interception, and 1 clearance. I mean, if that's not enough to tell you that this guy was worth the money that we had just bought him in to bring him in on the final day of the transfer window before it closed, I don't know what is. I mean... It looks like he's going to be an enforcer for us. He was able to actually bring the ball up forward a few times and try to present some play. He had some passes where he kept trying to chip it over players or play the ball in the air as opposed to on the ground on one-touch balls. And that's something you work on, you know? It's nothing serious, but yeah. With all of the succession rate and hard work that he put into the game, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully we can see him starting in the official line, uh, starting 11 come tomorrow against Leicester. Uh, another point I want to raise up is, yes, stuff is going on with the club that is strange right now. I mean, with the Ozil dilemma, um, different scenarios going on with all the club reductions, redundancies and getting rid of our scouting and improving to or updating to a new system pretty much right um the best thing that we can do as fans is try to uh, avoid the unnecessary negativity because that's all i've been seeing on social media for a wide range of subjects surrounding the club you know we just have to stay focused and grab three points this upcoming sunday it's unfortunate to see that all these things are happening we don't really know what's happening uh, behind closed doors. I mean, from what Arteta said, it sounds like it's just an issue between him and Ozil and he couldn't get the best out of him. But now, of course, we have the public relations of Ozil's agent coming out and kind of just saying, oh no, it didn't go that way. I think that the fans deserve to hear the truth. Arteta's lying, yada, yada, yada. It's like, 
again, this all just creates unnecessary drama amongst us, the fans, the players, and the club itself. And, you know, this whole show is based off trying to build a more positive relationship amongst ourselves. Why do we need to hate each other? I mean, whenever you spark that cre uh, and create that negative energy, it just feeds on to other people, and it's hard for some others to brush it off and try to walk away with a happy smile. I mean, look at the situation I just got myself into yesterday with a car accident. I wasn't happy about it. No one's happy about getting into an accident and damaging your car, and you just know it's money and expenses and your insurance is probably going to go up and stuff of that sort, which... You know, that's just something I'm going to have to deal with and I can move on and not let that ruin and affect my day and go into next Halloween weekend with wide aspirations and go into this week and have nothing but a big smile on my face. You know, we just have to stay focused and move forward and do our best to get the W this upcoming Sunday because we're still in contention with all those teams in fourth place. I mean, Man City today, this morning, just tied against West Ham. Uh, West Ham had tied Spurs last week. They were down 3 nothing and made a 3-3 to tie at the end of the match. And it's just like, it's so early in the season and I'm really proud of the progress we've made because as opposed to where we were last year at this point, as opposed to this season... Yeah, we're making some really big progress, and I think that Arteta has big plans coming up, and maybe we'll see some more creativity coming between uh, Shaka and Partey on the field at the same time, and maybe we can incorporate some type of 4-2-3-1 where we can have Danny Ceballos playing in that creative role as a center-attacking mid or something. But I do like him as a deep-lying midfielder, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We are missing a bit more of creativity. Um... It looks like we're running out of some ideas, especially against teams that have played against us and know what our plan is. And, you know, we just have to work on that. And we'll see what happens in January coming up with the transfer window. I know we've spent all of this money, but we'll see what goes from there. And on that note, I think that's it for me, guys. Uh, sorry for the short episode. Sorry for the delay again. Um, I'm in a very good mood i know that the universe has good intentions for me and maybe that was a lesson learned it to be squished in my car accident as you have to learn how to be positive in all aspects of your life in order for other things to present themselves to you to put you in a happy mood and um just be grateful for everything that you get you know like i said cars are replaceable humans or not so i'm really glad that the situation had turned out the way that it did because if i would have hit the shopping cart boy it would have been worse if i would have turned left and hit the other opposing car coming down the lane i would have probably maybe totaled the car i i i don't i mean not saying that i was going so fast as it was a parking lot but you know with how cheap the plastic and metals and titanium and stuff are of cars i could have broken the frame of somebody's car so i'm just very grateful that nothing bigger is done and everything could be replaced but love and light my friends until next time come on you gunners so
Colors that held us up against the wall. 